Sergeant Slick, what the hell is up, man? Welcome to Minefields. What's going on, bro? What's going on, brother? How you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I appreciate it. We've had a crazy uh, schedule this week. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, between, you know, uh, real life and uh, snow and stuff, but uh, I'm just happy to get be back on it. I'm happy to have you, man. Last week was a lot of fun. You were pretty hard on yourself, which made no sense to me, man. Like, uh, you, came <laughs> off, you came off great. I mean, you're Sergeant Slick. That's why I asked you to be on the show, man. Uh, trust me, once I, I get know, money, I I'll pay you. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a joke. Not a joke. All right. But uh, how? Well, just tell me what was going on in the week, man. You have a good week with your family? Uh, yeah, we had a good weekend. Uh, like I said, like, um, dang, what did I do this weekend? Uh, basically, just hung out with uh, the family on Friday. Uh, went up to Denver and just hung out with the wife and then uh, came back and watched the Super Bowl. Uh, and, and like I said, the probably Europe this for the next six months, but that game was ridiculous. That was a kick-ass game. That was a really fun game. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was great. I mean, yeah, my wife was kind of going through a mental breakdown because they were losing at first, and then I was like, do you not remember the Atlanta Patriots game? I'm a, I'm a Falcons fan, as you may or may not know, and, you know, that game still haunts me to this day. And I told her, I said, hey, it ain't over till you see four zeros in the fourth quarter, and it's kind of scary because KC scored 21 points in seven minutes. That is, I know teams that can't score 21 points in an, an entire game. They did it <laughs> in seven minutes. Raiders, uh, <laughs> Chargers, uh, Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys fan. Sorry, the Browns. Browns yeah. uh, my boy the, Baker. The Falcons. Yep. <laughs> But uh, I gotta let you know I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, go ahead and get it out. It's all right. Uh, I've been sad since the '90s. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we've got uh, at least y'all want. At least y'all won a Super Bowl. We've been twice, and we have not won a Super Bowl. The two people we lost to are the Broncos and to the Patriots. Well, it happened. Uh, it, it's going to happen for you soon, man. But as long as. Uh, you had a good time watching the game because really all I can hope for is just a good game. Uh, they, they both teams delivered. Both yeah, teams it could have been anybody's game. What is a uh, a, a normal staple on the uh, Sergeant Slick uh, 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 snack tray there during the uh, Super Bowl? Oh, geez. Um, so to be honest with you, I'm needing to be watching my weight. Not watch it go up, but uh, no. The the main thing that we did, I, just, I didn't need anything major. Just uh, some nachos, uh, um, and and my wife's got a uh, an instapot that she's in love with, so she's you know cooked some ch- some chicken on it and put some chicken on it, and, um, 
had some uh, avocado salsa. She loved that. I didn't eat a lot of it, but, you know, it is what it is. And it was good. I mean, I didn't go crazy with it because when I get my knee surgery, the last thing I want is, you know, to uh, work on excess pounds. So I, I, I ate a little bit. I'm not going to lie about that. No, that's good, man. As long as you had fun. Uh, but let's uh, switch to wrestling. Uh, our uh, Rumble picks weren't that bad. <laughs> I was shocked because the one the one person that I thought was going to be in the Rumble wasn't. Yeah. Lashley was nowhere to be found. Yeah, that was a little disappointing. I love Bobby Lashley. I do too. I met him in um I, re- I met him a couple of years ago when I was in the army. Uh great guy. He uh if I could dig up our picture uh of him, I'll put it on my uh page. Uh it was when I was in the army. Uh it was actually right it was the day after he challenged John Cena for the uh world championship and he lost. It was a great match and I he was like walking around uh Citadel. I didn't wanna, you know, blow him up. I just said, Hey, I saw your pay per view. Do you mind it was a great match. Do you mind if I if you take a picture of me and my kids? And he's like, Of course and, and I let him go about go about his business. So uh, like I said, very nice guy. Isn't he from the Springs? Uh, he, from he was stationed at Carson. I know that. I know he either resides. He, he resides somewhere in Colorado. But uh, billing his billing location, he is. He said they say he is from either Denver, Colorado, or Colorado Springs, Colorado, depending on who he's wrestling for. Agreed. Um, I just like the guy. I've, I've, uh, I really feel they've neutered him in WWE as opposed to the way it was on a TNA. Because yeah, was... I agree. But I. I figured, hey, if he's not in the Rumble, that means he's backstage, uh, you know, breaking Lana in half. So that's fine. <laughs> I got you on that. Uh, uh, so what was your uh, what was your initial uh, reaction or or response to the Rumble? And I'll give you mine. I just figured that they were going to bring Edge out, and I was going to pop for thirty seconds and realize he might die if he does something wrong. And- <laughs> Uh, right. But the rest of the time, man, I was honestly really – I wasn't expecting much. The the girls rumble – like I I was totally on board with the response for the uh, uh, WWE superstar women when they were pissed that Santino right. Mar- Santina Morella came out and took one of their spots for a cheap pop. Right. Which was – there's no way I can think of how you can argue that that wasn't a cheap pop for like 30 seconds. Um, yeah. Either – but the rumble – I wanted at least two more surprises, and despite the fact of how pissed I was when it happened, watching Brock Lesnar eliminate 13 dudes in a row was fucking incredible. That was so cool. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. So, And I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because here's the thing, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm one of the ones that gives Brock Lesnar shit. Me too. But when Brock Lesnar is motivated and when Brock Lesnar wants to do something – Oh, that dude is money, okay? Oh, absolutely. But when he doesn't want to do something, you could tell he does not want to do something. So when he uh, eliminated, I mean, like, for example, when Keith Lee and him were staring down and he and Keith Lee got his two, got his two minutes worth of shit in, I was like, all right, I know he's not going to win the Rumble. I know he's not going to eliminate uh, Lesnar, but... Damn, you know, Keith Lee can, you know, he, he's money. He, he's going to be money in the future. And you're right. He, he eliminated 13 guys by his damn self. 
and you know he did and he did it convincingly and i think that they did a good job giving it to drew because drew was overdue for that that guy got fired from wwe from for an altercation with his former wife wasn't even his fault from what i was told he was got fired killed dick <laughs> yeah, uh, so. got got killed. Got killed. Uh, was killing it on the Indies. Came back to NXT. Did did his thing there. And as far as the uh, as far as the female Royal Rumble goes, I'm gonna be honest with you. Bianca Belair did a great job for her first Rumble. It almost made you believe that she was going to win. But as soon as they, as soon as Charlotte came out, I was like, "Yep, they're going to give it to Charlotte." Yep, that's the, <laughs> so, the, the second. Like the look on her face was just deadpan. Like, "Hey, I'm here to take this shit right now and uh, do what you got to do." But it's over. <laughs> I'm here to kill it. Yeah, get, get your. Sh- Get your shit in, but uh, let's be honest with each other. I'm gonna, I'm gonna win it. Uh, Naomi, she did great when she came back. Love uh, Love you know, Beth Phoenix for her not being in the Rumble for a while. You know, I think she did a great job. But yeah, the Santina Morella one. I, if you follow me on Facebook, and when I, when you saw, I, it, it, I posted, I said, okay, Santina Morella, Santina Morella's out. All right, I'm done. Because yeah. it was yeah. a wasted spot. Now, after now, if a female went into like if Nia Jax would have went into the men's rumble, then I would have went like, okay, I get it. They did a uh, they did Santina for the female spot. They did Nia Jax for the male spot. It is what it is. It bounces out, but it didn't do that. And you're right. Uh, Edge did great. He didn't die. He did. AJ, I heard, is going to be on the show. I heard AJ is going to be on the show for a while with a separated shoulder. So that sucks. I hope uh, he gets better soon because he is great. I'm glad it didn't. It wasn't as bad as they thought it was because we saw that hit go uh-huh. down. Because you see, you, you see uh-huh. when they're twisting. I mean, if you're smart enough, you can watch when they twist and, and turn to make sure they land right. And you saw him not uh-huh. land right at all. And you know, I, I swear I saw Edge whisper something to him, but. After that, I was. Yeah. It was cool to see Edge. I did pop like like a crazy motherfucker, man, because I, I've always loved Edge. I was there uh, that night in Albuquerque when uh, Rob Zombie announced that Never Gonna Stop was gonna be his um, his entrance okay. name, and he came out and danced around, and we all popped because we were you know huge wrestling fans. And but the, honestly, man, the best part about it was the best thing about life. Not to get too cheesy, but I was with some of my best buds. Uh, I, I've got a good friend of mine that lives about like a block from me, and we. Uh, he just got a promotion, so I I sprung for all the burgers and uh, and uh, the the booze, and we just had a great night and celebrated, you know, just life and enjoying wrestling together. I did make him watch NWA for the first time beforehand, though. There was no pre-show okay. watching. I made him watch NWA beforehand last week's the one we talked about. And he was like, "This is incredible," and I'm like, "Yes." This is also free. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of the best parts <laughs> about it. This is this is on YouTube every every Tuesday night, man. Which is it's Tuesday night right now. We're recording a little late because we were supposed to record yesterday, but we had our plans a little sidetracked. But that's okay, man. I'm glad you're still on the show, rocking hard. How you feeling, man? Uh, how's the recovery going? Uh, so it's kind of weird because. Uh, like I like I posted on my uh, my page when I found out that I tore a ACL and MCL, and I was it was kind of heartbreaking. But then, but then I'm like I'm like I haven't I haven't worn a crutch I haven't used the crutches in about a month I haven't used my brace in about three weeks and I mean I'm not going to second guess guess the doctors but a part of me is like. <laughs> 
Maybe I don't know. I mean, I know I got an MCL, slight MCL tear. I know what those feel like. Uh, ACL is I've had before, and when I had this ACL tear, it was completely torn, and you you can't walk on it, let alone no. not going anywhere with or without crutches or anything. But like I said, um, I'm just gonna go ahead get the surgery done. Um, you know, heal up. You know, if 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 if. If I am allowed, I'm cleared. If I'm able to compete again, because I love wrestling, I really do. I mean, if you told me what back back in November 2018 that hey, you were going to, you were going to be wrestle, you're gonna wrestle and you're gonna be actually decent at it, I would be like, you are on the strongest shit known to man. Because like I said, I'm 40. I'm not in shape. Haven't been in shape. Haven't tried to ride to wrestle. You know, it, and you know, I actually got decent at it and then got a little bit direct derailed. But that's life sometimes. No, you're coming back, man. I don't, and, and got listeners, he's just being really, really goddamn hard on himself. He's not out of shape. He's just like literally hard on like <laughs> I, I, I can't remember the last time I met a, a gentleman that was so hard on himself in regards to anything at all. But uh, one thing that does worry me is because I grew up in the military, and um, when I had my knee surgery, which is a, a it was just a slight tear in my uh, meniscus. Uh, mm-hmm. they, uh, put me on, uh, I believe it was two pills of Percocet every four hours for three weeks, uh, which is, uh, oh, Lord. which is addict, uh, the, the, <laughs> like that's what addicts do. Um, e- even right. worse, I was waking up at exactly four hours on the dot for my next dose and I learned something really fun right. I'd never heard of before called withdrawal. Are, are you going to, are you still going to military doctors or are you, are you uh, are you out? Uh, no, this is, I'm not going to a military doctor. I'm actually going, uh, to my civilian doctor that's, uh, cleared through my job. Uh, but the funny thing about it is, is that when I was in the army, I actually tore, I like tore my ACL, tore my MCL completely. And I knew something was wrong because it was actually, I remember it really well because it was actually my first, I came back from my first deployment in Iraq. Didn't get hurt. Didn't get injured. I didn't even get so much as a splinter over there. And I was safe for like the first nine months. I come back. I'm not even back a week. I'm playing basketball at a church function. And you know how the knee's supposed to go backwards and forwards? Yeah. Yeah. My left knee went to the, it bent inward. Oh, shit. So, and then I, yeah, and then it started, um, it started, uh, swirling up and you can actually if you touched it you can actually hear the fluid sloshing around and then oh, went Jesus. to the uh sick call and said, uh, said uh yeah we got some good news and bad news i'm like uh yeah what's the good news yeah the good news is you tore your acl and your mcl completely i'm like that's the good news what's the bad news yeah the bad news is, is you're getting surgery right now so if you haven't eaten you're not going to eat for a while and um it was so messed up i had to take Two surgeries, uh, two surgeries had to do, uh, one had to do one and I was 40 uh, quarters for 45 days, then went back to work and then six months later I had to get the second surgery and was on Conley for another 45 days and then after I came back I was getting deployed again. So yeah, and I gained a lot of weight. So uh, yeah, I don't want to go through that again and plus you say I'm hard on myself. I'm not hard on myself, I'm just extremely humble and extremely humble. Agree. There's a difference. Hmm. Well, just don't kick my ass next time. I apologize. 
<laughs> no, you're good. You're good, man. I just want to uh, go ahead and say, uh, let you know the difference. <laughs> no, I, I want our listeners to get to know you, man, because you're here for good. And, uh, you know, if they don't care about you, like, they're not going to listen. Uh, do want to talk right. about one thing that stood out this week for me from wrestling. Uh, latest episode of Impact. Uh, they're, 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 they did a, um, a triple A, uh, what God, I'm, I'm spacing right now. They, they had triple A had their guys in there. They're in Mexico city and everything went really well. However, mm-hmm. it was the intro match between Josh Alexander and, uh, Ijo de Vikingo. Uh, the guy, I want to say he was maybe like from just looking at Josh Alexander was probably like maybe five, nine, maybe six foot. Uh, came out. I was a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. He had kind of these tight, corn- you know how I have my hair like real long cut. Uh, he had the same thing, but he had, cor- right. he had cornrows, but it got long in the back like mine. And, um, but I don't have cornrows. Mm-hmm. This guy, I have not seen a high flyer like this in years. And I don't mean like where he was hopping around and doing some ricochet shit. He could work. He could sell. When he did high spots, I'm talking six, seven feet up in the air, that was just ungodly good from his own goddamn legs. Like he leapt, into the, he leapt into the crowd, and nice. uh, over the barrier was another pole. He, he caught himself on the regular barrier, jumped two feet up, moonsault backwards. It was, it was brutal. And they actually gave him the W. So, guys, uh, this guy's like my new favorite wrestler at the moment. Uh, uh, El Hijo de, de Vikingo, or, or, or if you're um, as uh, white bread as they make him, Vikingo, which because Don Callis couldn't say it right. <laughs> uh, check that out. The rest of right. Impact was still really good. I was not too happy with AEW this week. It was, it was fun. I was a little sad they they threw mm-hmm. uh, Big Swole to Naya. No, Naya. God. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some heat. Nyla. Nyla. <laughs> I'm gonna get some Nyla heat Rose. That. They they threw Big Swole in her first big premiere to to, well, it, it, to it, Nyla Rose. It, Tell me. Well, I okay. You catch AEW? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Just hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I understand. I mean, Big Swole with her de- debut. Uh, to, be, to be honest with you, I've seen her in action. I saw her in the May Young Cup. I was uh, the May Young Classic, excuse me. Uh, I kind of was a little bit pissed off about it because I actually wanted her to go further and not be eliminated in the opening round. Agreed. Uh, and I and like I said, like I said, I understand why they gave uh, they gave Nyla. The W versus Swole. Because, number one, Swole is one of those uh, wrestlers. She's going to make an uh, pardon the pun. She's going to make an impact in the future. But they're, they're trying to build Rose up as the monster that she is. So that way she can go ahead and go up against Rio. I'm pretty sure they're going to go ahead and give that uh, the AEW women's title to her eventually. Probably sooner, if not later. I mean, probably sooner than later. Okay, they just kind of gonna have to keep feeding her and keep giving her the W. But that's just my personal opinion. I mean, who am I? I'm just a fan at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. In in my opinion, I was th- thinking they should feed her to to uh, Awesome Kong. I mean, like if she's the the monster among among women, uh, give her some actual like competition because 
They even mm-hmm. they even the announcers were starting out going like, oh, you know, she's basically just like this is going to be a squash match. That's what the announcers were practically saying, and it, and it was. And I was not happy with that. That's how they did Big Swole. They should yeah. have given her someone, give her B Priestley or something like that. Let them duke it out and give them at least a solid 12, 13 minutes as opposed to eight, and then just get crushed uh, because. If 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 Nyla is, is such a monster, feed her to Awesome Kong. I mean, like like take that storyline that they're doing with Brandy and the witchcraft and the voodoo, and have Nyla mm-hmm. be the one that just mm-hmm. like end it and and have some fun with that. Because I mean, do you really see anyone really mm-hmm. standing up to Awesome Kong and legitimately winning? Like like putting like like imagine if you 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 put like uh, 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 James Ellsworth against uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> are you able to suspend your your <laughs> your your, your uh, suspense of disbelief to actually give a shit about that match. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that, J- that well, you gotta... Big Swole was was the the James so Ellsworth it... in this match. I'm just saying my suspense of disbelief was not there. Okay, so you think about that. If I was playing Booker for a day, and who's to say that that that's not what they're doing? They're building up Nyla Rose to you know be go up. Go through all the women and then wind up beating Rio for, and I'm probably saying it wrong. If I am, I apologize. Uh, they, let's say that, that she she beats Rio for the women's title. Okay. And then out comes Kong, Kong, and you know, then they're setting up. It's almost like it's setting up uh, uh, Lesnar versus uh, Strowman match if it was booked correctly. Right. You know, you got two. You got uh, you got Rose. Who's big? You got Kong. Who's big? And why give away something that you can sell? Mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, that's what they're gonna try to do. They wanna, they wanna sell it on pay per view. So that's- I mean, if I was booking, that's probably what I would do. Have her, have her be unstoppable. Go through all these people. I mean, I'm not saying that Rio, she's gotta beat Rio the first encounter, but definitely the second. Or in this case, the third, because I think they already faced each other once. And, and then, you know, have Khan challenge Agreed. No, that, that would, if they set it up that way, I could buy into that. But it, I just felt that they did Big Swole wrong. I guess that right. was a, a long way to a short point. Was I, I, They did Big Swole wrong, and I'm not buying what they're doing with uh, a lot of the women's wrestling right now in AEW, because I think it could be a lot better. Uh, because we've, right. we've, seen, we've seen it. Uh, I just think maybe they're just... I just think maybe it's a little bit of a slow burn at the beginning right now. They're figuring it out because imagine – I mean like when the women's revolution happened a couple of years ago and they got rid of the whole Divas uh, belt and it was the full women's championship mm-hmm. belt. They had that set up written just perfectly. This is – I well, let me rephrase that. It was it was slaved over. There was a million writers for it. But it's it's Kenny and it's Brandy and – you know, t- not too many cooks in the kitchen with this. So I think that they're feeling their way out in right. the dark right now until they figure out how to get this really going and make it what it truly can be without the um, the 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 absolute planned out to the second scaffolding that the WWE uh, always always has and give it that give it that gravitas which they really want it to because it's there. It's just it's coming out. And uh, right. the the other thing I wanted to run past you was. Uh, ended with a six-man tag with uh, we're talking Y2J, Kashiro, Komahiro, uh Private Party. Well, it was it was him, 
obviously uh, LAX and then against Private Party and um, uh, Aleem. Now, this was a brutal match. It was a lot of fun. Uh, one of the craziest bumps I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the uh, Spanish god, Sammy Guevara, he grabbed the skateboard and put it under his uh, Ellen's neck, and they slammed it on the ground. Ah. They slammed it on ah. the ground, and I don't know how they pulled that off, because that looked brutal. And um, Well, it ended up with uh, Moxley coming out and uh, saving his ass, and... Obviously, everything was fine at the end. He comes out with a baseball bat. Uh, he's Man, the guy's a surgeon with a baseball bat. He hit just hard enough and sold it just well enough that it looked like – it wasn't like – remember back in um, Mania against uh, uh, Sting versus uh, Triple H and Triple H comes out with the, with the sledgehammer and he, like he barely even taps him with it. It, it was a, a terrible sell and a, a terrible, a terrible work on that on their part because every camera picked up how there was like three inches of space in between. Moxley knew what he was doing, right. and it was then when like my buddy's always like, "Oh, Mox needs to be right. like Mox needs to be full on heel." I mean, no, Mox needs to be full white white face, you know, baby baby face. Like he's great at it, like, and he's still brutal. And we, we need a good guy because there's nine other bad guys. But uh, my concern here is, if you got anything to say on that, let me know. But uh, is that right now, uh, right before that match, was Pot came out with a really designer uh, vignette and calls out how he's going to go against Mox and then you know terrorize him for months. And I'm like, wait a minute, how are they going to do two storylines with Mox where he's up against Pac and Pac's just viciously assaulting him randomly? Uh, threatening to gouge his other eye out, and then at the same time, though, keep his storyline going up until Revolution when he's going against uh, Chris Jericho. <laughs> like, is that bad writing? So or yeah, is that okay. too far into it? Um, it's not exactly bad writing. In fact, if you if you know what you're doing, doing in the match era or back in the uh, early 2000s, uh, there you there used to be where there were multiple storylines. Uh, hell, they actually uh, see. I'm trying to think of a good, a good idea where they actually did this one. Okay, perfect example. Uh, Triple H. Uh, it was Triple H, Eugene, and he was feuding with somebody. And Triple H was trying to, you know, try to groom Eugene and you know emulate him and whatnot while he was feuding with. I think he was feuding with The Rock or Austin or whoever was the face that he was facing with that time, but. You, what I'm trying to get to is, if you know what you're doing and you're not oversaturating it, you can actually have a storyline and you can have like a supporting cast. Like the main storyline between um, Mox and uh, Jericho, those are the two. That's going to be the two main things. Now, Pac, Pac can come in, you know, like I said, screw Jericho, I mean, screw uh, Moxley out of it, or he could be the wild card and attack them both. Because cool. let's be honest, he's he's the bastard for a reason. That's probably know? what's gonna happen. And, and another thing, I want to give Jericho props because they, I mean, they've been throwing around the years ago. Because if you look on YouTube, which probably got hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of views at this point, who in their right mind has his own cruise, gets a show on there, is the AEW champion, right. and have everybody singing the song. 
that he that his band performed, and you could tell if you look really closely, he's trying not to smile because yeah. he's a heel and he's a prick. But he's like, you know what? I'm the fucking goat right now, yes. and, and you could tell he, Sing my he's song. having the time of his life. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. All right, you made me feel better about that. Honestly, I, I wanted to tell you that because I wanted you to make me feel better because I was worried because I get worried that they're oversaturated. And you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And you're welcome. <laughs> the the other thing that uh, came out was we did Colorado United three last week and mm-hmm. it was a hell of a show. Yes. Uh, my personal favorite match was uh, the debut of Lilith Grimm with. Um, uh, it ended up being it ended up being a knockdown drag up between uh, Balaam Lynx and uh, the weapon uh, Damon Ace, and man they 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 right. threw on a barn burner man like they stole the show up until uh, Ryzen came out. Uh, other good thing was I keep telling everyone that Abaddon is my like probably third or second favorite wrestler here in the state uh, because man she was out screaming she was out brutalizing. Uh, I think this is the first time I've ever seen her or heard of her wrestling here in the Springs. But that match, that little mini rumble that she was in. I don't think she's ever wrestled in the Springs. Yeah, no. Like, I was surprised that she wasn't on the card. And I I, I showed up early and she was there. And I'm like, oh, shit, nice to meet you. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though, man. I like Abaddon the Zombie. She, she okay, so so I, I I've seen her in action. Number one, she is awesome. Basically, nursing Adon. Basically, ask yourself what what if Undertaker was a female? Uh, There's your answer. She does that. Uh, I've seen up. her Is uh, she? I I'm so glad I didn't go into. I never went against her. Hopefully, you know our paths are crossed down the road. Fingers crossed. But yeah, she is awesome in the ring. She she when she's it, she she is. The zombie, you know? Yeah. I'm a huge fan of hers. Uh, Lilith Grimm, she's busted her ass. I really mean, is. I mean, I've seen her. I mean, her being under the tutelage of Eric Eric Angel, the Devil's Ace, you know that the, some of his mannerisms and some of his influence has, has rubbed off on her. She's, like I said, she's a very hardworking tech talent uh seen her with the uwo i uh at uh, rcw this weekend where she won a battle royal so that's cool uh uh balaam links and damon ace the weapon uh jesus these guys are the future of colorado wrestling uh like i said i've seen them uh terry i've seen them go against each other i've seen them see them tag with each other uh, like I said, I would love to work the ring. Like I said, I probably don't get my ass handed to me by Ace and probably Links too. But like I said, if I can get, I can get in the ring, in the ring with them, I would love, I would love to, love to have some fun with them. Dude, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. Like you were absolutely right about all those guys. And I'm, uh, one of the best parts about uh, that night was I actually got to sit down with Ryzen, and he was telling me all about like knowing, like we we sat. He talked about uh, Drew McIntyre, how good of a guy he is, and his journey. And mm-hmm. I mean, we got really into it. Unfortunately, like you know, it was bell time. I, I think it maybe got like forty five minutes, but uh, we're about to get into that interview. Do you have anything to add before we uh, cut out for the night for the week? Uh, me? No, not really. I just, well, actually, no, I do have something. Okay. I'm a little bit pissed. I might not be able to make this show, but I just found out a few moments ago 
that Primo's Pro Wrestling from the Roxy Theater, they just announced that it's Colt Cabana. We talked about this the last uh, podcast. It's Colt Cabana versus my teacher and one-time rival, Big Guns Justin Andrews. They they just announced that. Oh, I saw that, man. And I might have to... Yeah, I might have to call in sick. I might have to call in dead, dead. Yeah. Because, like I said, you already know how I feel about uh, guns. I, I'm a huge fan of Kobe. Oh, you know, I might be coming down with something, you, you know. You know what I'm <laughs> Sounds saying? like it to me, brother. <sighs> Just say. Well, uh, it's going to. No, I got you. But, uh, yeah, other than that, um. No, just uh, call in dead. I'll I'll go pick you up because I'm running sound for that, brother. Okay. Well, like I said, I'll definitely keep uh, keep you updated. And if I don't if I don't make that, hey, let me know what's going on. I'd love to talk about that. Uh, snag a pick if you can. Because say what's up for me, okay? Yeah, guys. All right. So uh, p- apologize. We've had a little bit of technical difficulties for this episode. It's been cutting out a little bit. But thanks for bearing with us. But we've got Ryzen right now. Here in Minefields. Guys, if you can hear the background noise, we are backstage right now at one of the hottest new shows here in Colorado. What's the name of the show again? This is Colorado United Colorado, 3. Colorado United 3. Uh, a little bit of controversy to how it was set up, but that's okay because all that matters is that the boys are getting over, which is what makes me happy. That's the reason I'm here. See a kick ass show. Uh, you were telling me before we started recording, uh, this is basically where you started. Uh, Yeah, so uh, basically I had started in uh, the professional wrestling world in uh, 2001, believe it or not, and I was just barely, uh, I was like, let's see, 14, 15, somewhere in that age, and uh, too young to probably be training, Uh, but there was a a school in Colorado that... uh, what took me on for a couple of months, but I was basically their kind of their punching bag back then. Which one? Uh, uh, it was called XTC Pro Wrestling, so Extreme and Total Chaos, uh, and it it didn't last. Uh, I came in in the latter part of it, uh, and it, so it didn't really last uh, that much longer uh, before it went defunct. Um, and uh, they had recommended that I go to RMCW Training uh, Center there in uh, Westminster, Colorado, and I, I tried that uh, once or twice. But I think at that point I was uh, a little too young at that age. Uh, you know, 14, 15, I was more of a kind of a punching bag, so I, I stepped away from it and came back uh, in uh, 2003 with Jay Sin. How old, how old were you then? Uh, 17, and he was 18. Uh, and uh, for any of those who had listened to uh, Jay Sin's interview, uh, of course, we have a lot of parallels together because of the fact that uh, we uh, were friends in high school that both had this great passion for professional wrestling, and we were going to stop at nothing. Uh, to get into the business, so we got in together uh, by any and all merits uh, possible, even with little to no uh, income coming in. So, do you have a lot of trouble wrestling at that age, just being able to get into the show because of the uh, insurance-wise? Uh... Uh, for for the most part, a lot of people were able to turn a blind eye to it because uh, even when we were 17, uh, Jason and I would be tagging up, and they would do a lot of bar shows, and uh, they were like, ah, you know, as long as you guys, you know, no, don't ask, don't tell, like, oh, you guys are just part of the talent so uh really we never really were affected by any of those kind of situations um yeah it it never really crossed our paths uh the age I, i would say the biggest thing is just being you know overlooked or kind of uh 
shot on or beat up on a little bit, uh, taken advantage of in, in the wrestling business when you're that young. Yeah, like being like a startup new band and you get some crappy new record deal and you get completely shit on. You get one cent per CD. And, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. You don't know what you do, but they hit that's the rite of passage, though, right? Exactly. You know, when when you look back on it, I, I think that we are probably the last of a dying breed that came into the uh, business that way because nowadays uh, there's so many people, uh, you know. Uh, like uh, Superhuman, you know, if anybody knows, he's like a viral sensation uh, just by simply jumping off, you know, jumping himself off of tables and things like that yeah. into into various objects. And, uh, you know, he's, he's obviously getting, you know, more bookings than a lot of the people who have been trained and stuff like that. So it's a different, it's a different environment now. He's not, you know, he doesn't see the same... He, you know, I don't know if he's been to a training school. I don't know really much about him, but it's just, it's a lot of the uh, the last of the dying breed, as I said, of bringing us in kind of the hard way. How uh, how much do you guys trust someone that doesn't train as much as you guys do? Is, is that something you pay attention to? Oh, absolutely. I think that it's if you're going to be smart in this business and if you want longevity in this business, then that is something that you have to be very aware of. Uh, and if you are a ring general, uh, you have to know... Uh, when you are in the ring, if you get thrown into a situation, because uh, with these independent events, you never know uh, really who's going to be standing in the ring across from you, especially, I, I get booked all the time, get flown into places I've never been. Uh, you know, I've been in shows that I don't know anybody, and uh, so I don't know necessarily who they have put across the ring from me, how long they've been trained, and things like that. Those are all questions that are good to ask uh, in the, you know, the uh, you know the backstage area before you uh, get ready to perform, but you gotta, you just gotta be careful and you got to protect yourself in this business. So I try to stray away from things like that, but if I am ever in a match where I, I could tell that the guy is uh, extremely green, uh, of thankfully, again, being kind of the last of a dying breed who went through uh, the training that we did, uh, there's obviously ways to uh, take care of that person and take care of yourself in the process. That's one of my favorite things about indie wrestling uh, and what really helps me in regards to figuring out if someone should be paid attention to is how they shine someone up in the ring, whether or not that they're green or, or new or just having an off night is whether or not you because you can tell right off the bat whether depending on how long you've been watching pro wrestling uh, if someone's about to have is starting to have an off night and then you see someone else that yeah you could stomp them you can make them look like dirt but that makes you look like dirt right making them look shining them up and, and it, it makes it makes you a good brother it makes me if I was a booker be like I want that guy all the time now yeah uh, now you, you told me earlier that you are uh, Orlando-based. Now, we got to tell everyone who works, if we just jump right into it. You're Mr. Ryzen, aren't you? Yes, I, uh, I am the Reverend of Sin. I am uh, the preacher to the creatures. I am uh, Ryzen. Uh, I was Rob Ryzen uh, in my upbringing here in Colorado, so uh, Rob Ryzen is uh, how I'm you know, most identified out here. Uh, but yeah, since uh, taking on the, the devilish moniker that I have uh, undertaken, uh, no pun intended, that uh, now as the Reverend of Sin, and I, I've dropped the Rob, uh, a la Prince or Madonna, things like that. So I'm just rising. How, how is how is that sort of a gimmick and that sort of alter ego uh, taken when it comes to when you're going to like here in Colorado, everyone's pretty open minded, uh, as opposed to like if you're wrestling like in Utah. Uh, <laughs> how does that go over? Well, uh, you know, again, I think a lot of people come into the into wrestling events now knowing that uh, a lot of it is a show. Uh, you know, I do have my religious beliefs outside of. Uh, 
professional wrestling, and they do fall on the you know on the side of uh, atheism or Satanism or any of those kind of things. But uh, you know, I don't when, when I'm outside of this and uh, I'm talking to the general population, you would never know none the wiser whether I'm, you know it's not that I'm touting from right. rooftops, uh, throwing my pitchfork in the air like hail Satan and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so in that realm. Uh, there's there's not too much difference between my my normal life and my professional life, but uh, of course this is the the volume cranked way up to ten and putting the that's what I wanted to hear yeah and it's uh, so the Reverend of Sin the the Satanic preacher is uh, obviously a, a very exaggerated very. Um, Almost a fairy tale version of what that would be, uh, or a Scooby-Doo villain is what I uh, also equate myself to a lot. That, that's a difficult subject to talk about, and I really appreciate you sharing that because I share a lot of the same values and the, the same beliefs. Like, if anyone would really want to categorize it and put me in something they say I'm more of a Wiccan, but it's more of like what I really practice is self-control. <laughs> yeah. And and when it boils down to it, I and the reason why I asked you this is because when I walk in a room, sometimes whether if I'm in a suit or wearing black craft like right now people can smell it on me like, like <laughs> they, they can tell and it, 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 you get treated a little bit different and it, and it makes me always laugh because I'm the one that's probably out of all these people in the room that would go get you at three in the morning if yeah. something happened and, I, and from what I've heard about you and how I mean, Jason loves you <laughs> yeah yeah that you you also would have that sort of uh, mentality to take care of people as well. Absolutely, and uh, and that's just again, you're going to have some of the the different people. Uh, I'm not quite to the uh, the adulation of fame or anything like that, where there would be an issue. But um, you know, I am literally the the most positive person I know. I I, I bleed positivity. I I have a very uh, motivational mindset. I uh, believe in um, just making sure that everybody gets um, you know going to the the religion aspect of it uh, all Satanism is is it has nothing to do with worshiping the devil for those who Absolutely. don't know but yeah. it's it's about being your own God and uh, and I preach that to you know to everybody in that aspect is uh, uh, you know whether you believe in God or not that's that doesn't uh, bother me one way or the other I, I love any and all uh, different styles of people and I'm very open-minded in that but if they uh, I, I do tell people people, you know, you have all the power in the world within yourself. You don't need prayers and things of that nature to, to do everything uh, that you want to do. You can be anything you want to be. And, uh, and I literally have no, um, yeah, no twists. I'm not, you know, there's no negative uh, bone in my body. Uh, the last time I was in Colorado, just a few short weeks ago, I was actually doing an anti-bullying rally nice. uh, for kids, a uh, youth wrestling team. Um, and again, uh, from, an from an aesthetic standpoint, somebody might look at that and go, what the heck, this is like the reverend of sin and you're having them do an anti-bullying? But the, it, it was actually well attended. There was like 70 pe 75 people, at, uh, well, parents and kids, of course, uh, alike that attended this. And uh, everybody shook my hand afterwards and was like, "Wow, what a what a great story! Uh, what a crazy upbringing you had!" And um, and thank you for uh, spreading that wealth of uh, knowledge as far as uh, being a good person and not bullying and things like that. People don't understand how hard it is to keep that sort of mentality. Uh, you can't just be positive all the time. You have to focus. You have to walk the line. You really got to make sure to manage your demons. And uh, that's awesome of you because that, that's a difficult thing coming from my stand my standing point because I try my best to be as positive as I can. I don't. I'm not always 
like the the pinnacle of it, I stumble. But that's something I'm always like 100% concentrated on. That the last time you saw me was a good memory. And uh, second thing off in regards to what you're saying is, uh, it'd be interesting if people had act, well, if everyone had actually taken a look at Anton LaVey's actual commandments. Mm-hmm. They just make sense. Oh yeah. They, they just make sense. Like no uh, no unwanted sexual advances. <laughs> do not. Uh, Especially in today with Me Too, those yeah. kind of things. Yeah, exactly. But well, yeah, and I mean, yeah, it, all the the eleven uh, satanic principles, and I mean, like now there is the uh, the satanic temple, which is uh, actually a uh, a religion that is uh, recognized by the government. They don't really follow the Anton Lavey, uh, the satanic Bible, but definitely, uh, even though his his ways now, because of being in the '60s, are a little dated, uh, everything he said in that is you know pretty spot on, and uh, and I definitely uh, I have. A Satanic Bible. I read it. I, I have, you know, followed a lot of his teachings. And again, uh, all all religion is um, open for interpretation. There's no right answer with it. It's just uh, whatever you're going to have a spiritual connection with. What what, what fit? What style fits you? What clothes fit you? As long as you get to the right point, we're all trying to get to the same place. You're <laughs> just taking a different course. Whether you're in all black or you're or, or you're in all white, it, it doesn't matter. What matters is being a good person. I really appreciate you sharing that with me because that is not uh, a comfortable thing to talk about. Right. I interviewed Des Foffer one time. It was one of my first big interviews uh, when Devil's Driver just started. And uh, I was in his I was in his uh, trailer. Um, he smoked us out. Uh, he gave us a little bit of his Spadina wine. It's rose flavored. It's delicious. It's like $50, but it tastes like rose. And uh, I brought up the fact that uh, I noticed that all the lyrics are... I think they're spells, man. He, he went from like, uh-huh, uh-huh, to... Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, like... Okay, not, not trained enough to talk about this with him. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. uh, you know, and that's and that's a crazy thing too. Is a. Uh you know, not to. You just had said something in uh, in saying that. Uh, a lot of people would be shocked to know. Um, I mean, I guess if you knew me, uh, it's not that shocking. But I'm completely straight edge. It's not something that I do as far as like uh, I don't preach it. Again, it's not something. Again, everybody has their own demons, their own vices. Uh, they they do what they do, um, and I and I do not judge. I think one of the biggest things is uh, with certain religions, uh, they're very judgy. Yeah. And I I come in with such an open mind and an open perspective on everybody and uh, I was actually just talking about this uh, the other day having a long drawn out conversation about it is uh, no matter what it is whether it's your sexuality or your vices any of that if you have an open mind and open perspective on it uh, uh, and if you don't judge them um, it's it's just it's it, you're, you're going to have a better value of life and uh, you're going to value that person more as well um, so you know not to kind of change subjects or change yeah. winds on what yeah. you were just saying but that just kind of had reminded me of that too especially because I think a lot of people when they think of gothic or they think of demonic or satanism or wiccan or anything yeah. they also kind of try to tie that kind of stuff in there as well which it's it's all again it's a mixed bag no matter who you are or what your faith is I agree completely. I had someone at work the other day ask me why I have like pentagrams on some of my clothes, and I'm like, they're like, it protects me. I'm like, how would that protect you? I'm like, it's really, really simple, actually. The people that are worth a shit, that value people no matter what they believe in, will come and talk to me. Will have the guts to come and talk to me and be my friend and realize I have nothing to harm anyone. Yeah. And um, I. Let, 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 we got to move on though because uh, we're, definitely we got the call coming up because uh, the, for the meeting. However, uh, how does that affect the locker room when you go in there? I imagine that you've walked into some toxic locker rooms before. 
to be honest, I, I you know, it probably sounds crazy, but I, I haven't. I don't. Uh, I think it's just I have an aura about me, or I, I, I have a manifest. Like I manifest everything that I feel I, I deserve. Uh, I, I believe in the universal laws of attraction and stuff like that. So I attract everything. So to myself, I, I really don't have toxic people that come to me. Um, I avoid toxi- uh, toxicity uh, to the, you know, to the cellular level. So really, any any room I actually walk into, I brighten it up. Uh, believe it or not, uh, it's it, you know, if if you want to look at uh, Lucifer as being the, uh, you know, he's the angel of light. Right. Uh, Maybe that's more, even though I, I play this dark, brooding, satanic uh, preacher, I really am a beacon of light no matter where I go. And so uh, I can't say that I've had any sort of toxic uh, environment. Um, and I even have a, a pentagram uh, tatted on my inner bicep, a big one. Um, and, uh, you know, really, whether it's my professional life uh, outside of this, even in my work life and stuff like that, uh Call me being in a bubble of some sort, but I really don't have anybody that, uh, you know, I, I'm very well in a, in a professional environment as well, suit and tie right. and everything like that. And again, it's just, it's never been a point of contention in my life. I, I do pride myself on being able to judge people in regards to their 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 energy. Mm. And uh, from what I saw online and meeting you for the first time and talking with you right now, it all matched up. Like, it, like, yeah, th- awesome. th- this guy's on the level. And, and it's nice to, to, to understand that with someone that I, I, you can't just tell a regular person that sort of thing. Like, like when you meet them and like you get that heavy feeling or, <laughs> right. or, or you find, you meet someone that's like, man, it is generally nice to meet you. And like, you didn't say that, but you did with your eyes and your handshake and, and, and the way everyone was happy to see you. Like that, that's what I'm looking for. And I, really hope that sort of attitude really keeps pushing you further and further. I mean, if you're getting booked and booked and booked, yeah. it's not it's it's because you're a great person, because you're good in the ring, and you got a great gimmick and also you're available. I mean, like you're in Orlando-based, yes. and now you're here at uh, a show that just kind of mushroomed up out of nowhere from uh, a little, little to no, like... Uh, uh, advance notice, like right? I say, it just like, kind of yeah, yeah, popped up out of nowhere. Absolutely, and it, it's it's good to see you, man. Now, when it comes down to it, where do you want to go with your career? Because you've got the power. Yeah. Where, what are you trying to manifest in terms of your career? Uh, where you want to go? Everything that I have done uh, has all been uh, for manifestation. It, it is where I am exactly where I need to be at this time. Uh, you know, so with Colorado and Colorado wrestling, I was here two weeks ago for New Era as well. Uh, for Jason, actually, he, he his had last a, match. Yeah, it was a send off here in Colorado, and uh, I was uh, honored that he that he wanted to have that match with me. Um, him and I have had. A million matches against one another, so it, it only seemed right. And that's not to say that that was only the closing of his chapter here in Colorado. That's not to say that now that he'll be closer with me in Florida, that we're not going to travel up and down and tell those stories uh, across the East Coast. Um, but as far as I go, uh, I've been—I was a Colorado wrestler uh, all the way up until about six uh, six years ago when I decided to make the plunge and move to Orlando. Uh, I did it on the advice of William Regal, who just simply had said, "Hey, if you if you want something." In this business, if you want to actually make something of yourself, you, you, you've got a lot of tools here, uh, you're going to have to go somewhere else. And so when the Performance Center popped up, I said, Orlando's where I want to be. I, I really can't stand the cold. Uh, maybe that's why I'm so drawn to hell. <laughs> uh, but no, really, uh, you know. Good records there. 
Yes, record highs <laughs> yes. in hell. Um, but uh, but basically, I, I was like, Florida had always been in my vision. Orlando, I wanted to live there. It was calling you. It was calling me. And so I went there, uh, you know, just to make a long story short. Uh, since moving there, I had had uh, eight matches on WWE NXT TV, even though I'm not a contracted talent with them. I wrestled for Impact. I'm the only guy who could say I've wrestled Drew Galloway on a uh, live taping of Impact and wrestled Drew McIntyre, same awesome. guy, on NXT literally weeks later. That's awesome. uh, he had, I was like on his last taping at Impact before he made the move. Uh, and so, again, just the way that the Universal Laws fell, I, I walked in. He was like, hey, man, maybe we'll do business again. And then we looked at the run sheet and he was like... Why not this tonight? Is yeah. This is happening, and uh, so you know it's things like that. I have I had a long story career here. I've wrestled some of the best names in the business. Uh, I wrestled Matt Hardy here in probably my most famous Colorado match in a ladder match uh, back uh, for Primos Wrestling down in Denver, um, and that was in 2013, in November of 2013. And uh, for those who are really following the trajectory of my career currently, I've uh, actually filmed a series with Matt Hardy called Free the Delete. Really? And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, so far it's on its eighth episode. It just dropped yesterday, and I'm in episode four, five, and six. And if anybody knows anything about Matt Hardy, he has those deletion matches. Yeah. And uh, he made him famous with Bray Wyatt and Crazy Steve, and, the, uh, you know, he made a really big an impact against Jeff. And uh, I actually am in the Woken deletion uh, one-on-one. And, uh, that's what's up. So that's been, you know, so that's been a, a huge blessing, so to speak, if you want to use that term. Um, so that's been that's been huge for us as well, and uh, we'll see where that takes me. I beat him in the Woken Deletion. Spoiler alert! Yeah. Uh, I do want you guys to all go back and uh, and watch those eight episodes. But again, that's I'm just it, that's just something. There you go, perfect. And that's just something that. Uh, you know, who would have ever thought, um, you know, having posters of the Hardys on the wall and hanging out with Jason, we were high risk. We emulated the Hardy boys. They called us the Hardly boys. I know he said that in the uh, yeah. in his uh, podcast. And now I, I wrestled I wrestled Matt in a ladder match in Colorado. Like, that's the icing on the cake out here. And a few months later, I moved to Florida, wrestled in NXT, wrestled in Impact. I've done, uh, I've done a lot in the business. And this year, I... I I feel this this uh this calling, if that's what we want to call it, that something's coming. Something's coming. I, I could feel the ground shake underneath me. Uh, so, you know, what that is, I don't know. Um, you know, there's a lot of, if you actually even put my name in uh, YouTube, there's actually a lot of speculation videos that have recently come out um, uh, and all based upon the Easter eggs and stuff, the hints that they see in these Free the Deletion videos. So, again, where, where the career path goes from Mount Hardy is uh, to be continued and where I fall into that category is also to be continued. So you're not telling me something. <laughs> I'm not not telling you something either. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, who knows uh, where where the career will go, um, but I've been uh, very blessed beyond belief. Uh, I'm, my wrestling career is at an all-time high. The, the wrestling that I do in Orlando, uh, I'm, I'm just on another level. I'm, I uh, have wrestled 
recently I wrestled Gangrel. I have a match with Shannon Moore coming up at USA Pro Wrestling in Orlando, Florida. Is that who you primarily work for in, in Orlando? Yes, USA Pro Wrestling is my uh, my home hub. Um, and then there's a one that we've just inked a deal where I'll, I'll be doing uh, shows with ARW, Atomic Revolution Wrestling, um, and that's going to be in Cocoa, Florida. So those would be my two kind of main uh, home companies. And, uh, you know, every other week I'm, I'm in a different state, but... Uh, um, and you can find all all those dates on Ryzen TV. Do you have a family? Like like, like wife, kids, that type of thing. Uh, so I I have my longtime girlfriend. You might as well call her my wife. We just don't. Uh, we're not going to have a piece of paper dictate whether we're married or not. But uh, we've been together seven years. She made the move to. I met her in Colorado. Told her uh, my grand plan of moving to Orlando. And uh, and yeah, she's been you know my ride or die ever since. Uh, so yeah, absolutely have that. No kids. Uh, no future kids. Uh, Ever, I, I <laughs> uh, don't have any plan for that. And um, is that because you're more career based? It's just not in the it's not in the cards for you. A little bit of both. I, you know, I'm I'm great with kids, as we alluded to earlier with the anti-bullying stuff. Uh, kids just gravitate to me. I, I love being a positive role Understood. model for those kids. Um, but I also I, I enjoy the freedoms of my of my life, and I enjoy being able to uh, take trips as needed. And I, I don't want to have that burden of uh, being on the road so much in the professional wrestling world and uh, not being there for my kids' first walk or being there for their first baseball game or whatever it is. Right. You know? Yeah, that's that's definitely. Important. And I would never want to miss that because, like, honestly, we used to celebrate being single and being successful. At, but everyone but me has dropped off and had kids and got married. But, but that's okay. That, that's that's their path. I, I I simply wouldn't want to do the same thing as well as be held. I, I I wouldn't want anyone to think that I, they were holding me back, especially like my family or anything like that. And there's just there's too much to see out there, man. Like, I, you know, I'll cry every time I hear Freebird. Why not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's not gonna change. But uh. Let's uh, let's hit pause. Uh, if you want, do you want to check and see if uh, it's time for the for the meeting? Or it is meeting time. Uh, yeah, I mean we definitely can. Well, I, I just don't I don't want to keep you from anything because there's. I mean, it, yeah, he said uh, he said if I go a few minutes over, he would be okay. So. Are people I, I, congregating? Yeah, that's. I just didn't want you to feel like I was keeping from anything. No, I was just glancing down. I mean, it's not even quite 45 yet. But. Yeah, and I can edit all this out. Don't worry. Yeah, no okay. worries. Uh, but yet, uh, okay, so... Yeah, let's just go a few minutes more. If he, I think he'll give me some sort of signal, I'd hope. All right, but how was WWE? Like, honestly, I hear a lot of bad things and I hear a lot of good things. Uh, tell me the good things. I want to know, I want some good things about the, the, the developmental because I hear they break you down, they pull, They don't give a shit about who you were, yeah. where you came from. Um, not that that's a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, I, I think everybody has their own their own stories when it comes to the WWE and uh, they have their own path. Uh I had a I, I did those eight appearances with NXT, and those are just television televised appearances. I've done probably twenty uh, extra, t- you know, as an extra talent, uh, where I'm not even utilized. They show up and they say, you know, uh, not tonight. We don't have anything in the cards for you. Uh, some of the benefit of having my crazy spiky red hair and the fact that Stand I jump up. off of a, uh, yeah, I jump off of a page is that they can never throw me in a security shirt <laughs> uh, and say, oh, yeah. you're security tonight. Uh, literally, one of the times I was in. That they tried it. Uh, Triple H, uh, of course, who oversees NXT, was like, you know, we, we, we just can't have that guy in the red hair, so replace him, you know, and uh, get him out of there because I just, uh, I, and maybe that's part of the aura too. You know, not only I, I don't want to just say it's the hair, but um, but I I love the environment. I 
you know, I haven't, I've done a lot of NXT or WWE and extra work where you're kind of a fly on the wall there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I've never been entrenched in the WWE, but NXT has definitely got a, a winning formula. Um, it really does. And uh, and it's it's a very you know family fun environment backstage. Everybody's family. It's very much like like the independence, only on a, 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 mo- a much more professional level. You have your your times to abide by. You have your coaches. You have people to, to bounce things off of. And I love the coaches. I can't say enough uh, good things about Reno Regal Norman. Yes. Um, but uh, and I haven't met. Yeah, I haven't done too much with Norman Smiley. Primarily, uh, you know. Um, Robbie Brookside, Regal, um, Carino, uh, those are kind of my kind of my go-to. Um, and then the uh, Ryan Katz is the he's, he's like a producer over there, and him and I are uh, quite close or have been uh, close over the years. Um, but yeah, I've been backstage for AEW, uh, you know, too as well. And uh, how's very, that backyard? That's been very good too. I, I think. They're young and hungry, and you can see that in everybody. Uh, it's a, it's, they're they're out to prove a point, and you could definitely see that. You could feel that when you get back there. Uh, already very professionally well done. Uh, you know, I've done Impact as well as I said. I've done that multiple times. So, uh, I've I've had my hand in every cookie jar. Uh, professional wrestling. Favorite wise. cookie jar. Uh, or just all different flavors, different holidays. All different flavors. Uh, you know, I, I really liked the vibe I had uh, most recently with AEW. Not to, you know, like they just, they're so creative. They, they just have this excitement that they're just, you know, they're, they're just waiting to continue to unleash. Um, and they, they're young and they're hungry and they're, they, they're out to prove a point. So they have a chip on their shoulder. But backstage, it, it's not... There's not, at least that I saw, there wasn't any sort of back, uh, backstabbing or politicking. Right. It's, everybody's hungry. They're all in it for one big goal, and that is to be the best they can be uh, and be the big number two um, or whatever the case uh, and, and aim for that number one spot eventually. You know, But they very, very, it was the most tasty cookie as of late. Uh, who'd you interact with there? Uh, funny, like uh, when I when I got there, uh, again, I, I I also believe the wrestling business is not is a lot about not what you know, but who you know and who you cross paths with oh, yeah. in the business. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's universal for everything. Uh, so when I got there, uh, I've actually wrestled Jerry Lynn here in Colorado, and he's a uh, he's one of the uh, I don't want to call him a coach. He's one of the uh, producers uh, for matches back there. So I was able to sit down and have dinner with him. Uh, I wrestled Kazarian in Canada uh, in a ladder match as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, wonderful human being. He's and him and I have always just uh, connected, uh, whether it's our, our music tastes or just we just click. Uh, so setting down with him and SCU and uh, but really there again there was no there was a uh, you know not to drop a bunch of names but everybody there was very uh, very personable, very kind, uh, all the way from uh, you know some of the other ex- extra talent that were there all the way up into uh, Tony Khan was you know oh you met Khan too. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, yeah, he he's a great guy. Uh, I mean, brief brief interaction, but again, just shaking his hand and chatting with him for a minute. But it's is... got that it's got that energy. I really hope they don't lose their momentum because you, you you see two sides of the coin: people that believe and the people that are waiting for some sort of big mess up or something like that, uh, which I hope doesn't happen. Uh, now, you got any good road stories for me? Say that one more time. You got any good road stories for me? Oh. Um... Let me think. Uh, well, the, the, I have a 
terrible road story that's like a life-ending road story kind of thing almost. Uh, and then I have uh, just I was able to travel up and down the road uh, in Canada with Jake the Snake, uh, which is a story within Whoa. itself. That's pretty much all I have to say. Uh, he he is literally there's there's not a serious bone in his body. I don't think he is always joking. He is always on. Uh, so just hearing his stories and uh, him, you know, pulling pranks and just all that. That was a great you know just a great time to be on the road i have so many stories it would it would take a whole different podcast uh to just do road stories with ryzen and maybe i'd have to write them out um but uh whether it's caleb crush which is a colorado wrestler here taking pictures shirtless with goats on the side of the road uh you know or just there's so many different things um that I can't just pick one, but the the one that I would say is the scariest was, uh, you know, a bunch of us were traveling here, a bunch of Colorado talent were traveling back from Canada, uh, and we were driving, and we were in a very near fatal uh, semi truck accident oh, no. that almost took the lives of Jason, myself, uh, Polly B, who's uh, no longer wrestling, and uh, Tony Morales, who uh, you know wrestles quite a bit in Colorado. Um, we were all in a car, and uh, a ground blizzard blew up, and uh, we couldn't see in front of of us at all. Uh, we had stopped but the cars behind us, uh, we were stopped on the highway. Uh, semi was in front of us and we could, you know, they were stopped, we were stopped, we could not see in front of us and then before we knew it we got smashed from the back. Uh, the trunk flew open, all of our gear started flying out of the trunk because it was like 28 mile an hour or two, I can't remember now. Uh, how It was negative 28, that's where I get in the 28, but it was like like hurricane force winds basically. Yeah. Um, just right there in uh, Canada. And so it was blowing our gear out of the back of the trunk. So they had uh, Morales and I, we were front passenger and rear passenger. We were like, we're going to go out, we're going to grab our bags and try to shut the trunk. And as we stepped out, a semi came and collided with all of us. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, uh, the rear view mirror went right through uh, Sin's face. So I don't know if you saw a big scar on his cheek. Uh, Polly B got crushed in the back of it, uh, surprised he lived. And then just, uh, you know, uh, out, out of sheer luck, uh, Morales and I had gotten out of that side, and that side was completely gone. Wow! So when we got out, we got hit, and uh, we went flying. Uh, I, I just remember tumbling uh, in the field over and over and over, and he uh, he hit the ground, and he had to get flight for life. It was a huge thing. Anyway, we were in Canada for days, and uh, but all of us walked away um, still alive, um, and that was that was just insanity. It was definitely a lot of. Uh, Neglect on the uh, semi uh, truck companies, um, but uh, you know we were just thankful to be alive. We uh, it was a very crazy. Do do crazy you even have anything going through your head after you w- get up off the ground after that happens and you're looking for your buddies, or is it just uh, is it just war ground? It, I from when I when I pulled my head out of the snow, I thought everybody was dead. Uh, you know, and I, I I hate that this podcast is like kind of taking a turn. This story no, no. is so is so grim. Um, but like I looked up and I looked around and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm the I'm the sole survivor. I, I looked down, the snow was red from my face because I was dripping blood out of every orifice, and uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm dying. Am I dying? Do I have any broken limbs? I was feeling all around. I was army crawling away from the scene of the accident uh, just because I didn't know how many other cars were. coming. Coming, yeah. And I just I went into fight or flight mode, and I was like, I need to crawl away because I'm the only one living. But uh, fortunately, slash unfortunately, each one of them were also thinking the same thing because we were all kind of separated, um, and so Sin was roaming around thinking the worst. Right. Um, but we were all alive. Uh, unfortunately, the guy 
the van who hit us that popped our trunk died from the, the semi truck. That's how fast the semi truck was going. But well, I, I certainly appreciate you sharing that with me, man. I'm sorry that you guys experienced that. Did that have any effect on who you are as a person, uh, enjoying day to day? You know, like Fight Club wise, you hit bottom. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it, it definitely put things into perspective. Of, uh, I mean, I, I, again, I. Was I know that I was meant to be here um, and to be a positive influence and like just uh, still even through that I had a you know as weird as it sounds like I was like well at least we're all here I always look at the positive side of things the optimistic side so uh, you know I was thankful we were all alive and that uh, you know that we were able to go and uh, he had uh, Sin had just had his daughter at that time just barely she was a few weeks old and so all he could think about was getting back to her so. Uh, again, very fortunate, and uh, we were coming off of this high in Canada where Sin and I actually re-teamed as high risk, uh, and we teamed against D.H. Uh, Smith and Mark Merrick, uh, which D.H. Smith is British Bulldog's son, and Bret Hart managed them. Wow. And, like, so, what? again, uh, all these opportunities that I've had and all these uh, quote-unquote blessings I've had in my life uh, to kind of have that, uh, kind of mess up that amazing part of my life um but again it was it maybe just the fact that we lived um it, it ended up actually helping in the long run i think put into just a perspective of how important life is and how you should treat other people if you weren't wrestling was there a plan b i've never had a plan b uh you, even when i was a kid uh my I, my grandma actually had custody of me when i was five and uh uh, even at a young age, uh, she kept all of my paperwork, uh, my school activities and stuff. So uh, even in kindergarten, I said, uh, she had a picture of me, I drew a stick figure. I said, I'm going to be a WWF wrestler. Nice. And I had the belt hanging, you know, holding up and everything. Uh, and she kept that, you know, and I now to this day, I have it, uh, you know, stored away. Um, so really, I've never had a plan B. Thankfully, with my... You know, my sharp mind and my sharp wit, I made a natural, I think you should always have a professional back backup plan. Right. I never went formally to school or anything. I, uh, you know, I was a high school dropout and got my GED immediately. I literally left high school, went straight to the GED office, took my GED test it, because the, the smarts were there. I just, and that's a whole other podcast for you a whole have, other time. You didn't time, have the time. But, uh, you know, I didn't. And, uh, and my, you know, my dad had passed away when I was 15, so I was kind of living on my own. Again, a whole long story that we could uh, always get into some other time. But, uh, so I walked away from school, went in, right into the work life. Um, but uh, again, do an odd job and stuff like that. I, I found my professional calling uh, in sales. I'm, I'm naturally great at sales, promotion, marketing, and so that's where I, uh, I thrive professionally outside of professional wrestling. And it's nice to know they kind of marry with one another. You have to be a good promoter and a good marketer 100%. in order to be successful in wrestling. You build well. your brand. Exactly. It's all about your brand. And yeah. so uh, professionally, I sell. Uh, I'm a sales manager for a group of people who sell uh, software. And it's about telling you know the consumer why that software is beneficial to their business. Yeah. And uh, so again, as long as you could, you know, it's uh, the old Barnum, you know, uh, P.T. Barnum thing. I, I love, I love everything about P.T. Barnum and the way that he was able to sell his shows. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of what that man said. Now, uh, how's the work-life balance? You know, again, very good. Uh, my 
the company that I work for in Orlando has been very gracious to allow me uh, and afford me these opportunities to go and uh, and perform at this level. It's get, this year is going to be again a very trying time. If I continue to try to balance full time employment with everything that's going on in professional wrestling in my life, uh, that's going to be quite a struggle. But um, so unless uh, you know a major contract comes up or something like that, where I would get that opportunity, uh, you know, uh, thankfully I've been able to kind of balance the two. Um, and uh, marry the two. Uh, I'm I'm pretty good at. Yeah, what do you want to call it? Uh, it's juggling balls or you know uh, spinning spinning plates. Now uh, we've got a big show tonight. How are you planning on influencing the locker room tonight? You got anything like uh, a mantra or anything like that? You got to do uh, do anything special for anyone, or is it just <laughs> is it just uh, just giving off that energy, being a good locker room leader? Absolutely. If anybody needs anything, I'm always open uh, for any kind of uh, questions. The good, the bad, the ugly, uh, anything that they need, uh, or any anything I can advise them on, uh, I'm more than happy to do. And uh, and then on top of that, if they uh, uh, just my positive vibe, my positive energy always seems to influence the locker room uh, pretty well. Uh, and uh, just kind of funny side, nor- uh, side story with that, uh, I, sometimes I go down and I wrestle in Dallas, Texas for SOAR uh, uh, Championship Wrestling, which is uh, ran by uh, Sir Mo, uh, which is uh, from Men on a Mission, if you remember that tag team. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that's uh, hilarious about him is, uh, you know, they have their very religious, so they all gather for prayer, and I'm always the first one to stand up and say, gather around, allow me to get, and they're like, not that kind of prayer. You sit back down, Ryzen. But, you know, again, it's all in good fun, and I, I even though that may not be my uh, religious beliefs, I have no problem grabbing hands, no problem. bowing my head, and letting them lead the prayer. And, uh, again, uh, everything that they're saying in their prayer, keep us safe sense. and everything, yep. uh, 100%. Well, it looks like that's our cue. That, that yeah, can you hear the music getting louder? Yeah. The, the crowd's starting to file in. Uh, might have to make a part two. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. you know, we're getting in between, and you got to go get ready, but it's an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much, and I, I was glad that we were able to make this work on such short notice. Me too. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And if you ever need anything, yeah, let me know. Yeah, go get some ass, man. Uh, will do.